Welcome to the Crossways Podcast, a podcast where we talk about how we can walk in the way of the cross. I'm your host, Jonathan Germany, and with me is my great friend, my co-host, Joshua Fowler. This podcast is brought to you by the Ministry League and also Goodwood Church of Christ and Holly Hill Church of Christ. We're glad you're here. <laughs> oh man guys welcome if you're watching live oh yeah you saw that i had two of me on the screen i apologize for that that's probably not what you came here to see but oh man josh we were talking about putting up christmas lights uh just before we went live or i guess we i started the show and it was after the countdown ended and i wish we could put up christmas lights outside but uh, for those of you who don't know, I don't exactly live in a place where I can do that. Um, but we can put up Christmas trees and we have our Christmas village up and we love that. Uh, the other day, Catherine goes, we had I found a bunch of icicle lights that we had in a box. And they were all tangled up and it was awful. And we don't really have anywhere to really put them. But she goes, can we put them up inside? And I was like, no. <laughs> and we're not putting up a hundred feet of because it was probably about fifty feet, really. But we're not going to put up a ton of icicle lights in our two-bedroom apartment. <laughs> yeah. So Heather loves the icicle lights, um, and I like them. But for me, uh, for me, the lights have to uh, they have to go where they naturally would be. So when people have icicle lights on the sloped edge of their roofs that bothers me like it's just not logical icicle lights should be on the flat edges of the roof where icicles would normally hang because that's just what makes sense um <laughs> that's just the way my mind works and so when i would put up lights on the house i would have different sets of lights for different parts of the house to make sure that it was logical the way the lights hung um just that little you mean the the icicle lights you know let's see on the hanging like if this is your your roof like this oh it's not gonna work is it josh it's not gonna work but you mean it's like them hanging like sideways isn't how gravity works it's it's not how gravity works um and i need it i need it to be consistent with the laws of physics oh, so that's... um you know, know, some people just like to kill the joy, and other people just like to embrace joy. And... <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to a great question. And uh, who, I guess, man, and for those of you who are watching, ask this, but, I mean, during the holidays, you have a lot of people visiting. You have a lot of people coming over, and you start getting those phone calls of who's going to go, you know, whose house are we going to, what are we going to do? But who's the person who causes the greatest excitement when they plan to visit? So when they say, hey, I plan to come see you on this date. What's that? You know, who's that person that you just get all excited about? I get excited for anybody. Um, <laughs> truthfully and honestly, if if anyone says they're coming. But we we love having company. We love entertaining um, I like cooking and like the more the merrier and it's even better if they're not from here. Right. Oh so yeah. If, 
if I have, you know, family that's coming from Texas or Oklahoma, it's like, awesome. I'm getting on my jambalaya pot. Uh, we're going to make a jambalaya. We're going to make a gumbo. And if it's in the summertime, we're going to boil up some crawfish. And we're just going to find all the different ways that I can, like, cater to, to people that are coming into town. Um, and so I, I just I just really enjoy having people come because I like that experience of um, hosting people and, and taking care of them and, you know, kind of showing them around, not necessarily the city of Baton Rouge, because not a lot to see in Baton Rouge. You can go see the Mike the Tiger exhibit. I was about to uh, say that. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's kind of sad, really. <laughs> you know, I, I've actually seen like official lists of here's the top few things to take to people who visit Baton Rouge. And Mike the Tiger is always on the list. <laughs> and I'm like, if and like these these aren't like people who are just like on Facebook making up these random, oh, here's what you have to do because I like these things. Now these are like official travel guide things. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, the Mike the Tiger habitat, not exhibit, habitat, <laughs> Josh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's, it's an exhibit. It, it's nice. It, it's it's better than where I live. Let's just put it that way. I mean, it's he has a waterfall, a river. I mean, all kinds of stuff. But it, it, that's the best he got to offer. It. I'm sorry, Baton Rouge, you're letting me down. Well, the spectacle is it's one of the few live mascots for uh, major colleges that yeah. is still in use. You know, you've got Mike Correct. the Tiger, Bevo, Uga. Yeah. Um, Oh man, I can't believe I just lost the name of the collie. That's oh Reveille, you know A and M, and yeah. so you just have, and I can't remember what the buffalo's name is for Colorado. But so there's this spectacle around live mascots, and it's a yeah, it is a spectacle. Well, it, it's yeah. it's even nicer than a lot of zoos, of the, what they have for a lot of zoos habitat. It's definitely nicer than the Baton Rouge Zoo. So <laughs> well, we don't talk about the Baton Rouge Zoo. And no. um, but see, for me, it's it's very similar. Who causes the greatest excitement? Um, see, for me, it, it's maybe a friend that I haven't seen in a while. You know, uh, for me, I've always been where I could for, you know, I enjoy visiting a family. Uh, I know probably dad is watching eventually and mom will watch this later. Uh, and our in-laws, of course, we love it when our, when our when our family visits. But we also those are things that happen throughout the year. So for me, who causes the greatest excitement isn't those who I get to see throughout the year. It's those who I maybe haven't gotten to see in quite some time. You know, perhaps it's when I'm going, maybe it's when I'm going to visit and I say, hey, I need to carve out time to catch up with so-and-so, you know, with this friend. Or, hey, why don't you come down and man, we haven't, you know, we've talked on the phone, but we haven't actually been together in years that gets me excited because there's something about being reunited that I and think really good. excites us. I'm sorry. I said, and it feels so good. Yeah. Reunited it and it feels so good. Hey man, we're going to have to get a little 70 soul going on there. Oh my goodness. Um. <clears throat> and sometimes it can be dangerous too, though. Sometimes it can be, Oh no, these two people are, 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 <laughs> are back together. <laughs> what kind of trouble are they going to get into? And I'm thankful for my wife who's uh, who helps me or at least attempts to help me stay out of trouble. Oh, how's that work for you? How's that work for her? I guess. 
Uh, well, it's a work Depends in progress. Who's visiting, right? Depends on who's it's visiting. A, yes, it does. <laughs> so, <laughs> my brothers <laughs> and I, my brothers and I, when we get together, um, it's like it's like we go back to 15, 16, 17 year old kids. Um, I remember going back and visiting my mom. Um, so my brother, both of my brothers still live in Austin near, near my parents. Um, and so we'd go back and visit. And I remember as adults, right, we still had children. or We, we had children at this time. Um, one time we built a little homemade motorcycle out of a bicycle frame and a lawnmower engine and tried to figure out how to make it functional uh one time we were skiing behind my brother's deep grand cherokee around the neighborhood on a skateboard with uh straps made out of duct tape um you know so you talk about getting in trouble when, when me and my brothers get together um you know somebody's getting hurt let's just put it that way when me and my brothers are together somebody's getting hurt so we need that uh that policing for sure Oh yeah, that <laughs> it's not fun until somebody gets hurt. Right? That's right. Until somebody's or it's, all, or, or is it, it's all fun and games until somebody gets hurt, and then it's just uh, hilarious. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Oh man! So so, I, why are we talking about getting excited about people visiting? Well, I mean, I mean, my dad's in here saying if he's not at the top of my list, no soup for you. Well, that's okay. I just made chili in my own chili. So, and uh, I already have the frozen leftovers from gumbo. So I think I'll be all right, but no, I kid, but why are we talking about? Well, you know, this great excitement for us. This is our, uh, this is our Christmas special, right? So we can't have a Christmas yeah. special and not talk something about it. So, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, Emmanuel today and, you know, that's a that's kind of a phrase, particularly in churches, that we kind of kick around a lot, and we know what it means. Um, but ultimately, uh, Jesus wasn't named Emmanuel, right? Um, Isaiah chapter seven, you know, in verse fourteen, the prophecy says, uh, "You know, therefore the Lord Himself will give you a sign: the virgin will conceive, have a son, and name him Emmanuel." Um, and then in in Matthew. Uh, Matthew chapter one and verse twenty three says that you know all this was transpired in order to fulfill the prophecy, and it comes back to this prophecy, and it says so. Joseph named him Yeshua, Jesus. So Emmanuel is not Jesus's name. What what are we supposed to do with this Emmanuel? This term that we hear, we know that it means God with us, but then it's prophesied that it would be his name. Matthew says all this transpires so that the prophecy will be fulfilled, but then he names him something different um, because Jesus doesn't even mean God is with us. So what, what do we do with this idea or this phrase, Emmanuel? You got any thoughts? Uh, I think perhaps it's, it's, it may not be his name or, but I think it's, who he was or who he became to be, right? It's for us, it's man, God was with us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's something to celebrate. It's something it is something to get excited about. You know, we're talking about who's the person that causes the greatest excitement when they plan to visit. 
No, maybe we, our answer should have been Jesus when he comes again. <laughs> maybe that should have been our answer, you know, because, you know, but for them, if you ask the Jews, who are you waiting on? I'm waiting on the promised one. Because when God comes, now they misunderstood it. You know, when God comes, oh, we'll have, well, our power will be raised. We'll be the world power again. And, you know, he's going to pat us on the back for being great. You know, the Pharisees said. But for us, it's realizing that, man, Jesus was God in the flesh. So Emmanuel wasn't his name, but it was the, I guess, what his purpose was coming down to this earth. It was a celebration of God loved us so much that he was willing to sacrifice equality with God. You know, Jesus was, was, was said, I'm equal with God, and you want me to go down there and be not just, not a king, but you want me to be really, I mean, I, would, I don't want to say a nobody, but he, he was born of a, a lowly birth. He was born very humbly, and it wasn't, oh, he's going to be the most popular guy in town. He wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't liked by, you know, the world powers, and that created that tension. Yeah. And so, you know, we see this prophecy, you know, of Emmanuel and, you know, you know, Jesus's name is not Emmanuel, but Jesus is Emmanuel, right? He is God with us. And so the, you know, the prophecy that's fulfilled is not necessarily in, in the name that he's given, but in the place that he takes, uh, that, yeah. that there is this great anticipation, right? And I, I think about, um, I know my family exists. Um, I know they're there. We we talk to them. We have interactions with them. Uh, but when one of them is coming to visit, and then they're here, uh, that that presence brings something completely new and unique to the relationship. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know the fact that I'm the only one in my family that doesn't live in or around the Austin area. So. If, if we're going to see family, we are traveling. You know, we're going there um, to see them and then we're all together and it's great. We have a great time. Um, but when someone takes the time to come to where we are and experience life the way we are living life here and to go through those kind of things, you know, it brings on this whole new dynamic to the relationship. And essentially in G with Jesus, what God said was, I'm coming to you. Um, God with us means that God has come to this place to walk where we walk, to do life the way we do life. Um, and, and that's something really, really special that I think we understand. Um, but maybe, maybe we really don't grasp the power of what Emmanuel truly means that God is with us. Um, we like to say, you know, well, God's with us now, and that's true. You know, we we, we have the Spirit, and, and that's important. You know, we have His Scriptures, and, and His presence is always with us. You know, it, it was different now than it is today. I mean, it's different today than it was then. So we have, you know, God's presence was still everywhere. You know, Jonah misunderstood that. And so, you know, you have the, where was God's presence for the Jews? Well, in the Holy of Holies. You know, he, he, he was, that's where God's presence dwelt. 
in, in the in the most holy place, the holy of holies. So a lot of times we misunderstand, or we maybe I think we're too hard on Jonah for thinking he could run from God. Because what did he do? Well, he ran as far away from that location as possible. He says, my 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 goal is to to go to remove myself from that room and go in the opposite direction. So maybe I can get as far away as possible. He misunderstood God's God's how God's presence works. Yeah. But it was still different than God saying, I'm going to send my son. I'm going to go down God in the flesh and walk with mankind. The only other time we see that happening was when? Well, in the garden. When, when God intended for that to happen. And then possibly on Mount Sinai. But, you know, you have, you know, the garden, which was God's original intent on how man and God were to live together. And then you had him coming in the flesh by saying, again, this is my intention is to be with you, but I can't stay here. But eventually we can live like this again. Right. And, and, and that's the excitement is. It's there's something different about being in person with somebody. I think we've learned that this year. <laughs> if anything about 2020 we can learn from is being together in person is much better than any other kind of togetherness. Mm -hmm. It's still good to have this connection that we have right now. I mean, Josh and I are, I don't know, 11 hours apart, 12 hours apart, maybe more. But we're still able to communicate, but it's not the same as if we were in the same room. Right. And there's something about getting excited about one day, not only am I going, you know, I have that connection with God now through prayer, through scripture, through the Holy Spirit. But one day. We're going to be together. We're actually going to be together. And that's and that's exciting. Well, do you know your birthday? Yeah, you do. I do know my birthday. I know mine too. And do you know how many years I have forgotten my birthday? How many years have you forgotten your birthday? None. I remember it every wow. year. Mar March 1st wow. rolls around. March 1st, Jonathan. March 1st is my birthday. Um, and we celebrate that day. I didn't do anything to deserve to be celebrated. But we understand that there is something about the day of our birth, right? And you're getting ready to have a baby. And guess what's going to happen every year on that day? You know, you're going to celebrate that child's birthday. Absolutely. Um, and some of them have a little different, you know, flair to them than others. Um, but we always remember the day that either we or people who are in our families entered into this life with us. Um, and so I think we, 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 we're pulled between two worlds in Christianity, right? In Christendom, right? This awareness that, you know, was Jesus born on December 25th? I don't know. Probably not. Um, do we allow other things around this season to be affiliated with the birth of our King? I don't know. You know, they, some say yes, some say no. Um, but I, I look for me personally, what is the benefit for me in celebrating the birth of Jesus? Um, and, and for me, I look forward to anything that allows me 
to hold Christ at the center of some season of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're coming in here in this area and there's all kinds of things that are floating around. Uh, there's, there's, you see Salvation Army, people are giving, people are thinking about gifts. Some people are thinking about what they want. There's all sorts of, uh, of mixture of, of, of thoughts and emotions that float around. Um, but is there some way that I, as a Christian, can keep this entire season of my life focused on the most important thing in my life? Um, and oh. if that means that, then then for me, that's uh, that's the benefit that we get in celebrating, you know, that birth. Even at this time, when maybe it wasn't his birthday, that's okay. I'll celebrate my birthday in June. I'm okay with that. I just want to celebrate. <laughs> I think here's here's the here's the important thing. That one, we always remember Jesus is coming, his death and his his resurrection, mm-hmm. and also the waiting for him to return. All of that should always be on our minds constantly. You know, there shouldn't be a day that goes by that we don't thank God and and for just Jesus is coming and what he did and his and and on all of that because that's what makes us have that opportunity to be reunited with him. Mm-hmm. But here's where I think right now, especially during this season, it's so important. The whole world is thinking about Christmas. Whatever Christmas means to them, you know, I didn't say the whole world, but most of the world, a large portion of the world, a lot of this country is all around Christmas. And we would be doing ourselves a huge disservice if we didn't take hold of that opportunity for conversation starters for ourselves to also reflect and celebrate. Oh man, Jesus came, you know, and, and it's wonderful. We're taking time out of our year to talk about this and to think about this, but so is the world. So are others who may not really know what this is all about. And if we say, and if we start off conversations with, well, you know, this really wasn't the birth of Jesus. Um, most people know that by now. <laughs> I mean, mo- most people know that information. And to one, for me, it's a little insulting. Uh, it's insults their other people's intelligence. But we could use those opportunities to say, hey, you're right. Jesus did come. And let me share with you the greatest story there ever was. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You know, this is a time when people are the, really could be more receptive to hearing stories. And I, and I know people say, well, stories aren't true and f- facts are true. Well, no, stories can be true. And, and, and we need to be sharing the story of Jesus. And the way we can do that is by saying, hey, let me, you know, Paul used cultural references all the time. He didn't agree with all of them. And I'm not saying I disagree with Christmas, but we can always take hold of things that are culturally relevant to say, hey, by the way, here's a connection. And then we start with where people are. And right now, people are thinking about Christmas. Yeah, I like, that, uh, <clears throat> yeah. I, li- I like this thing here that Jerry mentions here is uh, uh, you know, how much more courage do we have when the people whom we are trying to serve are present? Right. Peter's most courageous moment uh, were when he was with Jesus. Um, his moments of doubt occurred when Jesus wasn't with him. Um, and, 
you know, we have that presence, the presence of the Spirit, you know, that reminds us that He's always where we are, um, even though there may be something, you know, vastly different about being able to put eyes on Him, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, I know when I was working in the secular world, I knew my boss was always watching, um, but it was a different story when he walked through the door, right? <laughs> Um, in, in, in family, I know my dad always knew what was transpiring. He, he was going to find out anytime I did anything wrong. Yeah. But if you're in the middle of it and he walks in the room, it's like, hmm, don't know how I'm going to get out of this one, you know? Uh, yeah. It, it's always, you know, when I was at work at, you know, the skating rink and um, it was always, you know, you were, you act, you know, now I always tried to be a hard worker regardless, but there was always something different about when the bosses were there. And there was something different. And what I mean by that is not just, you know, we always had managers, but when the owners were there, you know, so when the owners are there, there's a little bit different attitude around the place than when it's just the managers and the workers. And you also, and uh, to just kind of chuckle a little bit, you also start memorizing where all of the cameras are. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, okay. When I come around this corner, <laughs> the phone goes in the pocket. You know, you know? right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so, you know, we have this this big debate, right? When do you put your Christmas ornaments out? When do you put your decorations out? When do you put your tree up? When do you start listening to Christmas music? Um, when can you start watching Christmas movies? And I'll tell you, I, I used to be one of these guys that said, if you're doing this stuff before Thanksgiving, you're skipping the most important holiday of the year. Um, but the more I really reflected on it, and it particularly as as I've tried to raise children uh, who are thankful, um, Thanksgiving has become one of the things that sets the tone for our Christmas season as a family. That that really, it is a it is a holiday season for us. Um, and if we don't have family coming in town, we will decorate for Christmas before Thanksgiving because we want Thanksgiving to set the tone for our Christmas season, uh, to be the thing that reminds us of, of why it is that we're here and that we're here, we're here to serve Christ and to serve him alone. Um, and so when it comes to how do we celebrate Christmas in a way that honors Christ and that brings glory to God, um, it comes into this idea of, of service and servanthood mm -hmm. that we're thankful for the things that we are done that, that we have, I don't know, thank, thankful for the things that have been done for us or the things that, that God has given to us. Uh, but we're also aware of how richly blessed we are. And so in this, in this season of Christmas, we try to be mindful of, you know, the greatest gift that we were given, which was the son of God living on earth and, and sacrificing his life um, so that we might have the hope to be around when he, when he comes back again and what transpires after that occurs. So um, living in this moment with, with everything that we do pointing towards even something as simple as giving gifts, how do the gifts that I give bring honor and glory to God and not to me? How do I receive gifts in a way that give honor and glory to God um, mm -hmm. instead of allowing my ego to swell because of how many people love me? Um, how do I, how am I more aware of the people around me in a way that brings honor and glory to God? Uh, mm -hmm. Because 
while we remember the first time Jesus came, uh, we live our life in anticipation of the time when he's going to come call us home. Um, and so it's, it's really for me all about how do I, how do I make sure that Christ is the center focus um, in this time? Cause if I can keep him the center focus in this time, I can keep him the center of focus for the rest of the times of the year as well. Cause it's a, it's a challenge. Uh, I think it has to be about not so focused on self, mm-hmm. you know, it, Christmas is always fun, especially when you're a kid. You know, when you're a kid, it's what presents am I going to get? What is Santa going to bring me this year? Uh, Here's my list. I've been working on my list. And if I don't get my list, it's been a bad year. Mm -hmm. And if I don't get or if I don't get this one item or man, I can't. And as you get older, it starts to get, at least for me, some of the ticket items become more pricey, maybe because I have expensive hobbies. So then it becomes, well, I hope I get those checks. So I can go and put them in the bank and, and get that one little gadget that I've been waiting for. And mm-hmm. then, I, I, you know, as you talk to some older people, it seems they've matured a whole lot more. And there's this, <laughs> I just want family. You know, I, I just want to be with, with my people. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and realizing that I don't want anything. And, and, and trying to find that joy and giving rather than receiving is, is really huge. But then I think... It's all about sharing Jesus with others. And, and I know that sounds cliche, but going and finding people who, who might need a pick-me-up. Right now, people are suffering. Uh, I'm, I'm, my wife and I, we've been very blessed. We're, we haven't really suffered during this season. Uh, we're expecting our child, so I would say we are actually been blessed during 2020. But we also both have kept our jobs. We, we both have kept our income. Many have not. And it comes time to where, how can I show Jesus to others when everyone's thinking about Jesus, right? We can't, so I think it's, we'd be making a mistake if we celebrated the coming of Jesus, but then acted selfishly. That, that seems very hypocritical. And that seems to be kind of what we teach our, I mean, I don't mean to say this harshly because I'm not, a, I, I haven't raised a child yet. But it seems like we're raising our children to view Christmas or view the holiday season like that, where you can, you know, we can be selfish during this season, but we're remember we're we're also thinking about Jesus coming, and I think that does a disservice uh, to our children. Yeah, and and so it's this is never something we do with intentionality, right? No, of course not. Um, you know, because no one sits out and just says, yeah, we're just going to take a break from being Christian for a little while. No. Um, but that is, it's, I think that's the message that just gets delivered. Um, and it's the message that gets received regularly. And so the question for us becomes, um, we can't change the message that culture is going to provide. Um, I'm not going to change those things. I'm not going to be able to change the standards, the the mores. Uh, the the ethics and the integrity of the culture in which we live. Uh, but what we can do is we can be very intentional and active about the way that we combat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so taking this time um, to remember, uh, to remember who Christ was, to remember that God came and dwelt with his people. Um, 
and not just that, all right? It's not just about the nativity. Um, it's about the nativity, and it's about the promise that, yes, God came and lived with his people, but the promise is he's going to come and bring his people home to live with him. And so Christ came once, and he's going to come back again. And in the meantime, um, we forget that we're living in Revelation 12. Um, how many... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a little detour here, okay? This is, this is uh -oh. my favorite little Christian Christmas speech. How many nativity scenes have you seen that have a dragon in them? <laughs> well, may, none. None. Maybe a cartoon, but <laughs> no, I'm yeah. just kidding. Well, none. you know, in, Reve in Revelation 12, right, John receives this vision, and he says, you know, there is a virgin who has given birth to a child, and the, the dragon is waiting to devour him. But as soon as the child is born, the woman is swept up, and it says, and there was war in heaven. Right. And so so the presence of Christ the first time brings about this war in heaven. Um, and there is this dragon that is seeking to devour the Christ child and all who would follow him. Um, and, and we're living in this time of, of spiritual warfare, this time between the two comings of Jesus. And and, and we've got to we've got to pick a side, you know, we've got to fight for a side. And, you know, the coming of Jesus the first time was, was awesome and it was powerful because God came to be with his people. But the power is, is is made perfect in recognizing that he left. And when he left, he said, I'm coming back to get you. Right. I'm going home. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And I'm coming back. Um, I always crack up at the T-shirts. Right. They have Jesus with the thumbs up sign and it says BRB. Um, <laughs> but, but ultimately that's what he said, right? He goes, I'm, I'm going to get a room ready for you and it's got your name on it and I'm going to come back and I'm going to take you home. Yeah. Um, and there's just, there's just such power and purpose there, um, that, that we need to intentionally live with, uh, to, to, I don't want to say to reclaim, uh, but to really claim this space for our, for our kids, for our families, for our churches, and ultimately for our for our culture as well that just says let's remember the thing that is most important in this moment mm -hmm, for sure i think that's oh man i don't know if i have anything to add after that <laughs> that, that that was solid that was solid i find those every solid. once in a while you do i think that was the the our, our version of behind the beards moment that that was the 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 crossways the, the crossways the, yeah in the crossways moment, I guess we're at a fork in the road and no, I'm just kidding. We're at a, you brought it home. I like it because I, I tell you one thing and I'll share this because while you were talking, I, I was reminded of this, you know, we have in our, our notes asking you, how do we celebrate Christmas in a way that recognizes Christ? And we talked about that. And a lot of it is, you know, again, keeping our minds focused and our actions focused on Christ, but also remembering how we can serve others and show Jesus. I won't share you his name, um, I don't know if he would appreciate that, even though I don't remember if he shared this in a personal conversation or if it was publicly. So I'll just keep it anonymous. But I have a friend of mine who uh, he and his wife had a Christmas tradition where they would go on, I believe it was Christmas Eve. And um, 
they would go to Waffle House. And I know you're thinking, wow, some fine dining establishment there. Well, if you also are aware, there's not a lot of restaurants open on Christmas Eve. But Waffle House never closes. <laughs> never. And uh, they go there and they, um, they order some good food. They have a nice meal. And then they leave a quite large substantial tip. I'm not talking about 20 or 30 bucks. You know, that they leave a, a quite a, a large amount of money for a tip to say Merry Christmas. And we hope this helps you uh, do something special for your family. Because we know right now, if you're working on Christmas, you either have, you know, you either need it really bad or maybe they don't have much. They don't have really a family to hang out with right now. And they say, here's a way for us just to, to be a, a blessing to someone else. And um, we've always been out of town. This year we won't be, but uh, I'm sure we'll be making our own traditions as baby G comes along. But I, when I heard that, I thought, you know, that would be something unique. Now I'm not saying you should do that very same thing, but find your thing to say, here's how we're going to teach our children how to, to be a blessing to others. And maybe it's you go take them somewhere and you and really, you know, you get to we don't have any kids watching uh, at this hour. I don't believe so. So I'm going to take a risk. But, you know, maybe let 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 your kids get to be Santa's. Right. Let, let, maybe let your kids get to, to enjoy the blessing of giving. And I, and I think that would be that would be wonderful. Yeah, our um, Christmas Eve tradition is IHOP, um, and it's IHOP because when we, when my family moved to Austin, um, my dad went back to school. Um, Christmas Eve was like one of the few times we got to go out to eat because we just didn't have the money for it, and so on Christmas Eve we would open up our presents from our family, and then would we would all adorn ourselves with the things that we received. And then we would go to IHOP and eat breakfast for dinner together. Uh, but really, literally for several years, it was the only time we would really go out to eat. Um, we splurged. And so that has kind of developed into a tradition even for us. Um, and we, we search out a similar way of trying to just be a blessing to the people that are around us. Uh, but it, it, it helps me remember kind of where we've come from. And, and the things that we've been and um, you know, it's not, not now it's not because, you know, we don't ever go out to eat or don't have the money for it, but it's a reminder of, uh, of the people that came before us that made the life we have possible. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, you'll find all kinds of those little traditions, especially as your kids, you know, your family begins to grow and you take some of your old traditions and Catherine's old traditions and then try to create some of your own, where that where that space can grow it's awesome so absolutely yeah. absolutely well hey we'll go ahead and wrap up um we're glad you've been watching uh it looks like we had some uh, a good number of viewers here live um remember to be a blessing to others and to remember why we're thinking about this why what this season's all about and it's taking time out to just focus on the coming remembering him but also anticipating his return uh, these videos are always brought to you by um, 
Holly Hill, Goodwood Congregations, and also the Ministry League. Uh, if you haven't checked out the Ministry League, League app, I encourage you to do so. All sorts of resources, songs. Also, we bring you the Exposure Youth Camp. I believe we're just, is it like a week away? Ten days? So ten days we'll be meeting. Uh, I will not be there, but we'll uh, be having uh, uh, the youth conference there. Uh, if you would like to know more about that, just visit Facebook or the website ExposureYouthCamp.com and MinistryLeague.com. We'll see you guys next week. Oh, actually, no, not next week. Have a good Christmas next week because next week is Christmas Eve. So instead of spending time with us, go out, spend time with family, and also be a blessing to someone else. We'll see you guys next year.